listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Did you know that our dreams, and by this I mean the dreams we have at night when we're asleep, that they are a huge part of mental health? So I want to chat about sleep today, but I want to chat more about dreams, REM sleep, why we dream, what happens if you don't get REM sleep, all those kind of things and how it really impacts our minds. So first of all, sleep, when you first start to doze off and your brain waves slow down, then you obviously enter that kind of halfway house between sleep and wakefulness. And then sleep starts to get a bit deeper and the brainwaves slow down again and you go into a light to medium sleep. And then hopefully you enter into a deep sleep, really slow brainwaves. And after that, you pass into a phase that contains the dreaming part, which is the REM state or the rapid eye movement state. So the light sleep is quite a big chunk of the cycle of sleep. It's about half. And so it must be important. And it's actually where our memories are encoded. So things that have happened to you during the day, beliefs that you've thought, thoughts that you, and ideas, you start to put them into your head in a way that you will understand and be able to recount later on. Obviously, this goes through a lot of filtering and you may skew your filtering. It might be a bit distorted. It could be a bit generalized. You might delete portions. But this is where we start to lay down our memories. The deeper part of sleep is the restorative part of sleep for the body. That's where the physical repairs and the healing is carried out. And also in this sleep, I love it, the brain gets washed. So it's actually brainwashing. And what happens is that the cerebral fluid that surrounds the brain and the spinal column, the cerebrospinal fluid, is flushed out so that any waste products are removed and this is really, really vital to our health in terms of our nervous system and therefore our mental health. Well, do we make sense of challenges? And we know that this is only part of the story because during this time, your brain activity starts to increase, as does your heart rate and your respiratory rate. So it's a really active part of sleep, but your body is totally immobile. And you might have the odd twitch or the odd jerky movement, but basically you're not moving and you are kept pretty much as still as possible. And this prevents us from acting out our dreams. Obviously, some people do act out their dreams and that's when that mechanism has failed in some way. And just as an aside, because I did used to be quite a sleepwalker, I don't think I do it anymore, but sleepwalking doesn't happen usually in the dream state. It happens in the really deep modes of sleep. 
So people who act out their dreams have a condition where the muscles don't go into that deep relaxation because that's where we're meant to be when we're dreaming. We're meant to be immobile. We're meant to have that atonia or deep relaxation of the muscles. So REM sleep is really important for us mentally. And I want to talk about why it's so crucial and what happens if you don't get enough of it. So many people believe that dreams are there to resolve problems. They're not just to kind of pigeonhole and make sense of things. They're there to get rid of the problems, to get rid of the emotions of the day, the negative emotions, because they negative emotions have to have an outlet. They have to be expressed. They have to be acknowledged. And when we don't do that and we bottle things up, that's when they start to get stored and they get stored in the mind and they get stored in the body. So it's really important that we have this mechanism within us to get rid of the negative emotions of the day, to sort them out as best we can. Obviously, if we're going through a time of excessive emotional trauma, significant emotional events, maybe the dream state isn't enough to help us get rid of those emotions. And and that's where problems occur. But in a normal, kind of fairly balanced, even keel part of our lives, then that's what the dreams do. So what we do in our dreams is that we sort out the emotions that weren't fully expressed, any jobs that are left undone, and we start to feel that we can deal with that when we wake up again. We feel that, you know, we've had a good night's sleep, we've slept on it, literally, and we feel better in the morning. If you have recurring dreams, it usually means that something's been left unresolved. So day after day, the problem is still there. So in that case, that's when we need some other intervention. We can't just leave it to our dreams to sort out our negative emotions. So what you find is either experimentally or with people who have very poor sleep, when sleep is interrupted and they're deprived of this dream phase, this REM sleep, people get really, really prone to anxiety. They find that they're emotional and that they find it really difficult to concentrate because their mind is still searching for solutions. So in the dreams, you often find that they are metaphors because they're strange, aren't they? You have people from the wrong time of your life, you're in places you don't know, or you're you're back at school and you haven't been to school for decades and you're everything's a bit of a mishmash and mixed up and a bit odd. And that is because the dreams are given to us as metaphors. And the reason that they are given as metaphors rather than very, very literal is so that we have less of a connection with them. So that you wake up and you think that that was really odd. 
you know, I was being chased by a giant marshmallow. And you don't kind of dwell on that. You might smile. You might think, what on earth does that mean? But you don't have that same emotional connection to it as if you just rewatched your day, like on a cinema screen and thought, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Oh my God, why did she say that? Why did they do that? So they're as metaphors because that protects us then from over-analysis. So take this dream, for example. And this is one that I've had a few times and it just changes slightly. So I was going through a village and in the dream, I knew this village, but in real life, I don't. And I was just starting to walk out of the village and walk up a hill. And suddenly that incline got a bit too much for me. And I could feel myself slowing down and down as it got steeper and steeper to walk up this path. And the path was getting, instead of being a nice smooth path, it was lots of rubble and stones and it was difficult. But this path was wide enough for cars to go up and a car passed me on this track and this particular car stopped. And when I looked inside, it was a group of people from all different times of my life. Really bizarre, people who don't know one another, but they were all in this car. And they said, get in, get in, we're going to the top so we can take you there. So Let me tell you what was going on in my life and what my mind was trying to sort out. Well, at the time, I had a really, really full work schedule and I was really wondering how I was going to fit everything in. And I was wanting to help as many people as possible, but my energy was starting to drop lower and lower. So I knew something had to give. And a friend of mine who was also training, I was training one-to-one, said that she needed a break. She needs to just have a few weeks, few months away from training. Things in her life had got too busy. So I felt really bad because I knew that she had this goal of becoming qualified by a certain date. And I thought, is there some way that I can help her? Can we figure it out in some way to make it work? And I think the dream was telling me to just stop going up that really steep incline, stop trying to do this, trying to do everything, let go, get in the car and enjoy having a few weeks off yourself and then go back to it, you know, enjoy the views from the car kind of thing. And if there are at some point in your life, deeper issues such as negative emotions, negative thoughts, negative beliefs, then they may install themselves, as we've said. So having the dream gives the mind a solution. So somewhere wrapped up in that really bizarre metaphor that we call a dream will be the solution. Now, if we do have more emotions, negative thoughts, negative beliefs and so on rattling around in our brains, then the dreams can deal with because the dreams will tend to deal with just the previous day's activities. So they won't be necessarily trying to do something that you went through three weeks ago unless it was still in your mind today. So your dream is there to get rid of 
those kind of thoughts, beliefs, emotions of the day, they're not there to get rid of a whole host of things. So if things start building up, you know, that there's a bit more of an overflow of these emotions, then as we say, your mind will take them on. So what's the answer when we are in a state where the dreams aren't enough? So one of the things that you can do is to try and resolve the issues of the day. You know, a a great aunt of mine always used to say, never go to bed on an argument. And it's that kind of thinking, but not necessarily for arguments on on their own, but for all styles of negative thinking. If you can't resolve them, if you can't resolve what's gone on for whatever reason, then write these things down. Write down what's happened, write down the situation that you're in and write down any options you can think of, even if the options are not ones that you want to take. So you might do it like a little flowchart. Here's the problem at the top of the flowchart and then coming off it, lots and lots of options, some of which you're not going to take, you wouldn't take in a million years Other ones might be really hard, but, you know, kind of possible. Other ones, you really love to be able to do that in an ideal world. Just write them all down. And another thing to do is to start to pay attention to your dreams. And because they are giving you the solution. It's all wrapped up, I know, in a very convoluted story And rather than taking the interpretations from like the internet or a dream book, the meanings are always very personal to the person who's just dreamt that. So if you falling, losing your teeth, walking into work with no clothes on, yes, you can look those things up and find out the meaning, but it might not be the meaning that you're searching for because the meaning you're searching for is your own. So think about what your mind is sending you as a bit of advice. And we don't often remember our dreams, do we? Sometimes we remember them just for a few moments after waking. So there's a reason for that. And I think I mentioned this as well, that if you had those stories in your head, because your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality, it would start to think that these were real memories. So all the daft things that you've got up to in your dreams and all the bizarre things that have happened to you, it would lay down in your memory. It would put them in just as real as all the other memories that you've got. So it would be quite a lot of corruption of your memory stores. You know, you'd be thinking, did did I really get chased by that giant marshmallow? because it would feel like a memory rather than a dream. So it's good that we forget them. But if you can, if you're going through a tough time or there's just something that's niggling you and you can't quite get to it, there's something that's on your mind a lot, maybe it's something to do with riding, just a little block you can't get over or a bigger block you can't get over. And maybe the solution It's coming through in your dreams. Maybe the dream is nothing to do with riding, but see if you can jot down the dream or 
tell yourself the dream a few times so that it does kind of go into your memory so that you can think about it later and you can think, the mind has given me an answer here. The answer's not going to be clear. It's not going to be literal, but the answer's in there somewhere. So in summary, I suppose what I'm saying is that it's great to get rid of all the negativity of the day to solve the questions and challenges that we've had during the day. Because if we repress these emotions or the beliefs or the values or any of those things, and we don't learn or take the solution on board, if we don't pay attention to what's been given to us, the advice that's been given to us, or we don't think that we need to bother about looking after ourselves mentally and we try and push emotions to the back of our mind, then when they get repressed, these emotions and beliefs and values and so on, they become problematic and they shape our future mental health. So sometimes we can definitely get rid of these things by ourselves, working out what our mind is actually giving us. And sometimes we just need to do something a little bit stronger, a stronger intervention of some type, whether that's self-help, reading a book, attending a course, having a mindset session, whatever it is, just that it gets us back into balance. So I love dreams and I, I love thinking about dreams and I often forget them. And I'm going to try now as a reminder to myself to work out what is my mind telling me? What is my mind giving me? What little nuggets could I take from this? Because that's the greatest therapist you've got, your own mind and your own unconscious. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take care and I'll see you again very soon. Music.